the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is called Arise, Move, and Go. It is the command of Jesus there in John chapter 14. We're looking at the Spirit's purpose in our lives. Join us. Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand is coming up next. When you and I become Christians, we are given a command, and that command can be found in John 14. Really quite simple. Arise, move, and go. It is activeness. It is living out the life that Christ has birthed in us, a commitment to follow Christ, follow him into his ministry, into his sufferings, and into his glory. And that's what we're looking at here today as we continue our series, Arise, Move, and Go, with today's broadcast of Way of Grace from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward and online at grace-bible.com. Here's Pastor Jesse. I'm not even talking about geographical moving or kinetic moving. I'm not talking about changing your job, although all of those things will play a role in God calling you to arise, move, and go. Because some of y'all are stuck. And I've been stuck a long time and have failed to understand the blessing of being a child of the living God. And these men are on the brink of moving into a whole dimension of reality of which if they can you imagine this should be at the end of the message, but I'm going to put it out here now. Can you imagine these men not going? Can I say something? You would know them. They would have no reputation. They would have no influence. They wouldn't have no history. They wouldn't. These men are about to go from being unknown to well-known. These men are about to go from being ordinary to extraordinary. They're about to go from being just human men in a religious experience to supernaturally endowed so that the beasts will look at them and say, those brothers been with Jesus. That ought to mean something to you. So let me continue to build the foundation because this is so important for you. You know, this is PJ. This is what I do. This is not going to be one of those make you feel good messages because we didn't made it through 2022. You can be shouting about that. We didn't made it. We didn't made it. Over a million people died last night. Some people's cards were pulled from eternity and in time they did not see 2023. God let you and I see it. Some of us celebrated as soon as the clock went to 12. Thank you, Lord, another year in your mercy and in your grace and in your kindness. Because see, some of us who are older, we are much more sensitive to the reality that God doesn't guarantee tomorrow and that he have given us another year 
365 more days, 52 more weeks to try to listen to him and do what he says. That's what I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you now, quit playing games with your God. Okay, just quit playing games. And I'm, I'm hoping that God graces you to hear me, even if it is difficult. Even if it's difficult, I'm hoping that God graces you to hear me. The son is saying to his disciples, and it's only 11. It's not 12. One of them said, I'm not going. And so he's going to miss out on this elevation of revelation that will bring them to the next level of witness and testimony to God's grace. What's his name? He missed it. Judas slipped out a couple of hours ago. See, we're at the Last Supper. And we're at the table of fellowship right now. And on a circumstantial level, it's equivalent to us coming to church. Because we know by the grace of God in all humility, you don't get some weak, watered down message in this church. We know that. We listen, we know it. In all humility, we know that most of the time God speaks from this pulpit to you. We know it. But what you do when you go out these doors is another issue. And in a minute, the Holy Ghost is going to echo the same things that Jesus just echoed. Jesus said, fellas, it's time to get up. You didn't ate. You're full. You're happy. You're in a most auspicious condition. No better situation can be than to be feeding with Jesus at the table of the last Passover and first Lord's Supper. Is that right? We're about to do that today. A great emblem of the imminent fellowship that we have with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But he's about to tell them, fellas, it's time to stop eating and get up from the table and participate with me in the work that my father gave me to do. Now, there are a lot of people that want to come and sit at the table, but really are not ready to get up and go do the work. And I want you to consider again the implications of it. In fact, it was such a radical imperative that 40 days later, in Acts chapter 1, around verse 11, the Holy Ghost said to the 11, because see, they like to just hang around. Now, they're hanging around and they're thinking they're doing pretty good because their head is up. And we got a lot of Christians that like to do this too. What you doing? I'm thinking about Jesus. What you doing? I'm contemplating the Lord. And the angel says, why are you standing around? Why are you standing around? He's not here. He's gone. Now, you go. Isn't that what he says? Now you go. You see, child of God, what I want to get across to you for the year 2023 is that you and I can only affirm this love that the son talks about in relationship to the father in which the Holy Ghost is more than willing to show you in many different ways. How I love, love thee, let me show you the ways. But you and I are only going to know it at a subjective level if we respond to it. If God graces us to respond to it, point number one, then are you ready? The third person is given to you 
to move you. The Spirit's purpose is to move you. Because you and I will sit still, showing up as the apostles sat still. Did they sit still? They really did. You don't even actually see them going into all the world until chapter 8. Because you see, you and I are used to hearing what God says, but not doing it. We still got to exegete this, Lord. The Lord says, go. I need to exegete whether this is in the indicative or the imperative. I need to see if that word go really means go or does it mean kind of contemplate on it a little while. That's what we do. That's what we do. And so when I say the purpose of the spirit is to move you, I'm getting ready to press into this. You will find nowhere in the Bible. By the way, our uh, our uh, mandate, our thing for this year, I'm going to prove to you is everywhere in the Bible. Like there's nowhere in the Bible, God is not calling his people to rise up, move and go. I'm going to show you from Genesis to Revelation that any time the true and the living God meets you in his mercy and his grace, it's never to pat you on the head and say, there, there, you're fine right there. It's always, hey, I got a purpose and a plan. This is the work that I've called you to do. Let's go. It's always that way. Okay. And this is not for the preacher. This is not for the prophet or the bishop because it's easy to push that off on them. This is for every believer who calls upon the name of the Lord. This is for every person who is an huios, huios, that is a son or daughter of God. You're going to see this throughout our series. Point number one, the spirit's purpose is to move you. How do we know this? John 16, 13 says, and when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will do what? Guide you. You guys see that word? Guide you. Not really helpful in the, uh, in the English here because, again, you and I are so technical. We are so, we're so squirrely. We can weasel our way out of any kind of statement if it has the slightest ambiguity. Can I tell you what the word guide means? To take you by the hand and take you down the road of purpose and destiny for God's glory. Whenever the Holy Ghost gets a hold of a servant, he's actually bringing them into conformity to Christ. That's how you know that you are a child of God. See, everyone that is born of the Spirit is to be led of the Spirit. Leading of the Spirit is compliance to the unction that God calls you to, to follow him. All right. Again, if I have to argue my position, all you need to do is read the opening of every gospel. Subpoint A tells you the spirit's purpose to move you is to a commitment to follow Christ. Do you see it? Let's deal with some fundamentals and keep going. Because most people jump over these fundamentals even when they say, say they're coming to Christ. Commitment to follow him. Listen to Mark chapter one, verse 17. Listen to how Jesus frames these very men that he's talking to in John 14. Remember those fellows met him when he came to them. They didn't come to him. He came to them and he said, hey, arise, move and what? Go look at it. And Jesus said unto them, come ye after me, come ye after me. There's the objective. Come ye after me. Hear it again. And I will make you to become what? Fishers of men. So did did God make good on that? Did Christ make good on that? But now here's the thing. From that day that they met Jesus, boy, they went on a ride, didn't they? 
And where we are now in John chapter 14, a whole lot of people have stopped following Jesus. And he's about to wind down his ministry, but 11 are still there, aren't they? Because the one who calls you by his grace also empowers you to follow when he calls you. Subpoint B, let's keep it moving. Subpoint B in our outline. Not only does he call you to follow Christ, he calls you to enter into his ministry. Do you see that? He calls you to enter into his ministry. John 20, 21. Not going to be on this long because I want to drill down into some other aspects of it. But watch this. So today we've got churches all over the world that are established in their own names and they got their own doctrines and they've got their own forms and their own shapes. And they all say they love Jesus, but they don't look nothing like the Jesus of the first century, nor do the people that own his name. So when I say that the spirit of God is calling you into his ministry, he's not calling you into your ministry. And way too many Christians like to have my ministry, my ministry, my ministry. The Holy Ghost is not calling you into your ministry. He's calling you into the ministry of Christ. Listen to it. Then said Jesus to them, peace be unto you. Now, I love this because we're on the other side of what point number two is going to lay out here. Jesus has come back from the dead, has he not? And he's hanging out with these same 11, is he not? And guess what these same 11 are doing? Sitting down still. Boy, they love sitting down. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Right. They love sitting down and Jesus know where to find them because they're always sitting down. And here's what he says. Listen to the language. Peace be unto you. And I'll talk about that in a moment because the enemy has stolen a lot of people's peace over the last two or three years. I feel so sorry. I feel so sorry. Peace be unto you. That's what he's saying because he understands the psychological timidity of these men, right? He knows it. He says, peace be unto you as my father has sent me. This is what we call a parallel clause in theology. In the same manner in which you have seen me over these three and a half years, go is your turn. Do you see it? As the father has sent me, so send I you. And having already built up a bit of a definition of the vertical love of God, is Jesus now calling them into his father's love? Is he calling them into his love? Is he saying, if you love me, do what? Go ye into all the world and preach this gospel. Now, Jesus knows that they won't do it until he ascends on high and the third person comes. That's my proposition. You won't go if the Holy Ghost doesn't move you. That's what we're dealing with under point number one, sub point A. We made it clear he's calling you to follow Christ. Secondly, he's calling you into Christ's ministry. Thirdly, he's calling you unto what? Suffering. That's the part we don't like. Here's what you can scratch out suffering and put in if you want to. Pastor, why do you always talk about suffering? Sanctification. Sanctification. That's the word. That's the word. Because see, you can't walk with Jesus and not be changed. You can't enter into his ministry without it radically changing your value system 
without it radically moving you to the back and him to the front because it's not about you, it's about him. And the Holy Ghost have to help you get out the way. You will for sure get in Jesus' way if the third person is not with you when you go. That's what God said. Yahweh said it in the prophets, didn't he? These prophets have ran. I did not send them. And so here, what I'm saying to you is you can scratch your head and think about it in the year 2023. Because again, you got 364 more days now to ask the question, am I living on purpose or am I stuck and wandering about? Am I making sense? This is precisely what we're dealing with. So under sub point C, Paul told us very clearly, if you're going to reign with Christ, you first must what? Suffer with him. And this is an aspect of the gospel that none of us like because we don't value transformation more than we do the comfort and convenience of our present state. I'm going to say that one more time. We value the comfort and convenience of our present state more than we do transformation. And because we value the comfort and convenience of where we are right now, we ain't on our own at all entering into any kind of conflict, storm or battle that's going to change who we are. What Jesus is saying is arise, move and go. And every step you take is going to be transformative in your life. If we were to just micromanage this, saints, you know, we're going from the table in uh, either Bethany or near, and we're getting ready to take a walk over the Brook Kedron into the what? Garden. And y'all know some wild things are about to take place in the garden. Don't you know it? Jesus already knew it, didn't he? When he says arise, move and go, is he not bringing them into a level of conflict, but also a level of revelation? that will qualify them to tell the world that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. So when you and I are not willing to suffer transformatively, you and I are limiting our capacity to speak for Christ at a deeper level of his revelatory glory. You cannot speak about what you do not know and God honor it. You can't do it. You can just run off at the mouth. And most of us can pick up when you are Uh, spouting words without knowledge, darkening counsel without knowledge. Church is full of a bunch of words with no substance in it. That's why we have to fill up church with entertainment and all kinds of activity. And we are not capable of tolerating propositional truth that's essential to the very name Christian. And yet these men have to go through it. So uh, point number one, the Spirit's purpose is to move you. This is Such an extremely important reality. Without the spirit of God, you cannot and will not serve him. Would you agree with that? Without me, you can what? Do nothing. It's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit. I'm going to tag for a moment the pitiful forms of prayer that you and I engage in. I have to because we're getting ready to go from the table to the garden, from the preparation of feasting to a posture of prayer. Is that where we're going? You know the linear development of the narrative, don't you? So we're, we're partying right now, eating good, right? Observing kosher food, et cetera, et cetera. Jesus is there. It's all great. He's saying, get up, let's go. They don't even know where they're going. But that's not even the point. Didn't we just learn all they need to do is follow him? 
That would be indicative of love, would it not? And so they're about to learn something of which if they were told beforehand, I promise you, Sister Deb, they would not go. They would not go if they knew what they're about to go into. They would not go. They're getting ready to learn how to pray. They're getting ready to learn how to pray. So like most of our prayers are, Lord, give me. Give me, Lord. Give me, give me, give me, Lord. Right? Or thank you, Lord, for what you gave me. That'll come home in a second. Give me, give me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you gave me. Very few of our prayers are, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why most people don't pray. Because after a while, and I'm going to be talking about it over the course of the week, over the course of the months, because even in the area of prayer, what God would say to many of us, get up. You're still going in circles, even in your prayer life. You're saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and you're making no progress. You haven't tapped into the well of grace and its enormity to find out all of the things that God wants done, of which if there was an inclination to want to do God's will, you and I would not even have enough time to pray about it. It would be so much. But Jesus is about to show us how to overcome our will and submit to God's will. Is he not? And that's where the disciples are going. So I say unto you again, if we hear our prayers, we recognize that our prayers indicate frequently that you and I are stuck. Oh, by the way, one of the things that this series is going to do, if I didn't tell you earlier, is it's going to actually identify many areas in your life where you're stuck. That's what this is about. The message is about an antidote to being stuck. An antidote to being stuck in your mind. Stuck in your habits. Stuck in your ways. Stuck in your attitude. Stuck in your emotional bents. This is what we're getting ready to deal with because a lot of times we're wanting to advance in certain things, but we're not admitting first and foremost that we're stuck. So we're going to be dealing with ruts, R-U-T, ruts, ruts that are problematic for the believer, the rut of aimless routines. Don't that drive you crazy? Now, you know you're wasting your time. You know, deep down inside, you're going, what is all this about? Well, you, you haven't talked to the father. You have not asked the father, should you be doing this? You didn't just got up and started doing something. And because maybe you can do it well, as you think, you keep doing it. But you don't experience any real spiritual edification or clarity. Now, spiritual edification is a reciprocal process that is both subjective and objective. What I mean by that, when you and I are operating in God's will, he always allows you to be a witness to bless somebody else with what you're doing. You don't ever get to own an operation in relationship to God where it's just you and him. You are called to be his witnesses. And by the way, when that happens in your life, you are so thankful that he reminded you that this ain't about you. This is about him. So then he takes your difficulty and your struggle, which you whine and moan and complain about, 
and he transforms you through it and he puts in your pocket a gift that you don't even know because you've been whining and complaining all about it. And then he brings you up on somebody that's worse than you and the Holy Ghost tells you to reach in your back pocket and you find an experience, an insight, a revelation that you're able to share with that other person because he took you through that trial. Am I making some sense? That's because he's more faithful to you than you are to him. And so we are dealing with some very important things. The rut of aimless routines, the rut of wrong and rotten thinking, the rut of false fears. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace Bible. Dot com or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible, and again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.